This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, October 6th, 2023. I'm Mark Belange. In a report this week, Radio Labour will be starting English as an additional language lessons for Labour unionists, supporting educators on World Teachers' Day, the plight of tech workers, the Labour Start report about union events, and rapping. They took my dignity, my identity, my money, but not my accent. This is Radio Labour. October 7th is the World Day for Decent Work. It's a day set aside to remind people of the need for a living wage, safe workplaces, labor unions, and more. It calls for productive work in conditions of freedom, equity, security, and human dignity. All over the world, labor unions celebrate the day by holding rallies, organizing conferences, and starting new projects to help working people. Thousands of union activists representing millions of workers participate. Millions. For example, the global unions, which represent sectors such as public services and transport workers, together represent 170 million unionized workers. Radio Labour is commemorating the World Day for Decent Work by starting a project to teach English as an additional language lessons, known as ADL lessons. We're doing this because there are thousands of trade unionists who are struggling to learn English in order to better participate in the international labor movement. The movement tries its best to provide its members with content in languages other than English, but 75% of the world's population speaks 20 languages, and the movement can't support them all. Meanwhile, 70% of the world's websites are in English. It is only fair that trade unionists who are not mother tongue English be supported in their efforts to learn the language as they try to participate in their labor movement. The lessons will include an audio newscast, the English script translated into many languages, and an English lesson. At first, the scripts will be translated into French, Spanish, German, Tagalog, and Ukrainian. Those last two languages, Tagalog and Ukrainian, are included because most of the two million seafarers in the world are from Ukraine and the Philippines. There are many courses around the world for learning English, but few, if any, use a union perspective and vocabulary. The lessons could prove to be a way of teaching workers about the labor movement and organizing them into unions. The lessons will be supplied free of charge. The need for English lessons is not just for workers in the developing world. In countries such as Canada and the United States and others, migrant workers are struggling to make a living for themselves and their families while trying to learn English. It's not easy. But there are costs to producing a service like this. That is why we have started a petition calling for the creation of an English as an additional language lesson service. If we can show that many people support the project, we might be able to not only start the program, but find funders to keep it going. You can help by signing the petition. Even if you are lucky enough to be an English speaker and won't use the lessons, you can show your support for the project by signing the petition. Go to radiolabor.net and click on the menu tab, English Lessons. 
You will find a description of the service, a prototype lesson, and quotes from workers saying why they want the lessons. Remember, when it comes to supporting workers around the world, it is not solidarity forever. It's solidarity now. Visit the website, radiolabor.net, and show your solidarity. On World Teachers Day, October 5th, teachers and other educators spoke up for quality public education, decent wages and working conditions, and more. Education International, EI, is the global union which represents teachers at the world level. It represents more than 30 million union members in 172 countries. David Edwards is EI's General Secretary. Hello, everyone, and a very happy World Teachers Day to all educators around the globe. The world celebrates you, your work, your commitment to your students and to your communities, your know-how and your wisdom, and the immense value you bring to societies everywhere. The future is built in your classrooms and schools every single day. Gratitude is great, and it is appreciated. But let's face it, teachers need more than thanks. And the best way to truly celebrate the teaching profession is to make sure all teachers are respected, valued, and paid according to the essential work that they do. Today, teachers are overworked, undervalued, and underpaid, and more and more, forced to leave the profession they love and that the world so desperately needs. At the same time, fewer young people aspire to be teachers. And it's easy to see why. Working conditions have deteriorated. Pay is not kept up with inflation. Workloads have skyrocketed. And our professional autonomy has been steadily replaced with never-ending controls and bureaucracy. In 2019, UNESCO estimated the world needed 69 million more teachers. And the global teacher shortage has only gotten worse. What is at stake is the very right to quality education. This is why Education International and the 32 million educators we represent in 178 countries are mobilizing. We are joining forces across borders to call on all governments to go public and fund education. This means investing more in teachers, guaranteeing labor rights and good working conditions, as well as manageable workloads and competitive salaries. It also means valuing teachers, respecting teachers, ensuring that they are central to decision-making, and trusting their pedagogical expertise. But we are not alone. The United Nations General Secretary drew the world's attention to the teacher shortage and the critical danger it poses to all of us. The United Nations High-Level Panel on the Teaching Profession was created to address this crisis and to put forward clear recommendations for governments to implement. Education International is the voice of the teaching profession on the high-level panel. We are there to make sure your reality, your demands, guide the way forward. But we will not stop there. We will continue to mobilize and organize for teachers and students everywhere. So stand with us. Call on your government to go public, fund education, and act now to reverse the global teacher shortage and to value educators on World Teachers Day and every day. Technology workers around the world are fighting back against low wages, insecure jobs, and burnout. 
Uni, the Global Union for Skills and Services, recently partnered with the German union Verdi to produce a video about tech workers. Here are some of the workers and worker representatives who were interviewed. There is this misconception that tech is very glamorous and that employees are very well taken care of. They may have a better pay sometimes, not all of them. But in reality, tech is just like every other industry. The employee's well-being is never really the main concern. You work very, very hard. You have a lot of motivation to work hard. You work on very exciting projects. And you end up working too much. Big tech companies frequently give workers lots of positive surface-level things. But at the end of the day, Google doesn't give workers much of a voice. Four of my coworkers were laid off for talking within the company about things that they were unhappy with. They want to have a say uh, when it comes to uh, salaries. They want to have a say when it comes to working conditions. There's not as much job security anymore in tech. As you well know, we had those layoffs at the beginning of this year. There's an increase in fear, um, but there's also an increase in motivation. It's also about ethical questions. What are we allowed to do? What can we work on? Where can we say, stop, I don't want to work on this topic, I don't want to work on this project? They, as part of that company, have an opportunity, have the ability to influence that company's behavior, but the only way to do that is by forming a union and through the collective bargaining process. It's important to work together because you're stronger together and therefore it is important to form a union and to join the union so that you can improve your working conditions and stand for yourselves. Unions are the opportunity, the only guaranteed way to make sure that you have a voice in the process. We are not against the companies. We are a constructive force. I think it's important to see that we need patience. We need to start working with a small group of members to get stronger, to be able in the end to get a collective agreement. These companies don't recognize borders. These companies are global and operate on all corners of the globe. And so the workers need to step outside of their borders. And that's the only way that we're going to be able to rise together to act ourselves, not to wait for someone, to start now from day one to unionize, to connect, to start on a national level and continue then on an international level. Our challenges are definitely the same and our goals are definitely the same at the end of the day. So we have a fight on our hands and we're going to be ready one more time. Are we ready to fight? Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to the news that Jude Thaddeus Fernandez, an organizer with the KMU in the Philippines, was killed by police last week. Jude was the 72nd organizer killed in that country in suspicious circumstances since 2016. Other top stories this week included Education International's conclusion that the worldwide shortage of teachers is threatening the right to an education for millions of children. The start of an historic walkout by 70,000 healthcare workers in the United States and an update on the ongoing legal harassment directed at union leaders in Lebanon. But my favorite top story of the week came from Norway, where nominations were opened this week for the Arthur Svensson Prize. The Svensson is often referred to as the Global Labor Movement's Nobel Prize. 
On our Working Women news page, you'll find stories about the struggles of municipal workers in South Africa as they fight to end gender harassment in their workplace, new recommendations from the International Labour Organization on ending sexual harassment at work, and an amazing piece detailing how Iranian women workers are challenging the regime there. Stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week include the great news that the Global Chemical Safety Agreement will soon take effect, details of a new asbestos directive from the European Union, and calls for tougher penalties for persons assaulting retail workers in Australia. Our current photo of the week is a shot of one of a number of huge marches organized by Swiss unions to demand increased wages and pensions as inflation continues to erode workers' incomes. The photo is of a march in Bern in which 20,000 workers and pensioners took part. Labor Start hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight urgent appeals for online solidarity with trade union activists in Iran and in Mexico. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in these struggles by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of these and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Manuela Estudillo with My Accent. Is it my accent? Because my hazel eyes and white thick thighs don't tell the story that my appearance hides? Is it my accent? Or is it the dust on my face? What dust, you ask? The one that seeped through my skin when I tried to rush in, all tight in the back of an illegal coyote car for 40 days with no water, no food, no air, and no way out. And just when I thought I had gotten somewhere, yes, I tell you somewhere because as a fact, I was in the middle of nowhere. I stepped out of that dark, dirty hole, and they took advantage. They took it all. They took my dignity, my identity, my money, but not my accent. And with this accent, I travel a journey from nowhere to somewhere to find the future that was stolen from my ancestors by the government of my new country. And even though that in this country, some of you still laugh at me, because instead of saying party, I end up saying patty, I have an accent, and I recognize it. But here my people don't want their accents, they hide their culture and erase their past, they change their color to blind their eyes. But I have an accent. And even though that I can change my long curly brown hair to blonde and change the color of my eyes to green, blue, brown, pink or red, I don't. No, I won't. And so I'll fight to protect the roots of my race through night and through day because I have an accent. And that's it. Labor news you can use. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.